22 digital marketing strategies for 2022. Now, these are truly exciting times, and especially for digital marketeers with a lot of new technologies coming at us at the same time. And we've seen new technologies before. We've seen the transition to social. We've seen the transition to mobile. But this time, there's just a lot happening at the same time. So I thought I'll cover 22 ways that digital marketing is going to change, at least in the way that we do it with our customers. And hopefully you can get some of these strategies and start using them for you, your business or your customers. So number one, the focus is back on content. And I'm so happy saying this because in the last few years, we were hearing less and less of content is king and more and more of click funnels and landing pages and Facebook ad algorithms and all of the algorithmic shiny stuff um, uh, of people leveraging that new algorithm, the new wave of the algorithm. And there was less talk about content, but content is back in focus thanks to the iOS tracking issues. The Now, I know some of your marketeers, some of you all will be coming at me saying that this has affected a lot of your businesses. And trust me, it has affected me more than anyone else. Uh, I work with a lot of e-commerce brands, a lot of companies that are built have a lot of uh, dependencies on ad funnels. However, that being said, um, you know, getting rid of these funnels, getting rid of third-party uh, cookies, which is going to happen in 2023, all of this is coming back, basically coming back to the fundamentals, which is great high-value content, the fundamentals of marketing, and adding a lot of value to your customers. So we are coming back to the fundamentals, which is the great result of all of this transformation that is happening in the industry. Second uh, strategy that I would suggest is uh, fire your SEO specialist. Now, I've been saying this since a very long time. It's finally time to really fire any specialist that is working purely on SEO in your team. If you're an agency, if you're a business who has hired uh, team members specifically working on SEO, this is the time to fire them. Do not chase the SEO algorithm anymore. Move your focus from algorithm first or SEO first content to value first and then optimize your content. And you can use a lot of AI and machine learning now to optimize your content, to find link building ideas, uh, you know, just by running AI tools on the content that you've already created. Now you can also use AI in the content creation process, but I personally recommend doing that after you've created your content, there's no need for SEO specialists in your team anymore. So that's number two, fire your SEO specialist. Number three, use AI in SEO. Let's get to number four, do not rely building a business based off click funnels. So a lot of businesses came up in the past, specifically in the last two years in the pandemic uh, boom of you know drop shipping, uh, click funnel based businesses, a lot of such businesses came up. They were purely relying on leveraging the Facebook ad algorithm to get sales and build a business just out of one or two Facebook campaigns. And that's something that you will not be able to do anymore. And this is great because brands who have higher brand value, who have a better omni-channel presence, are all going to benefit from the fact that a lot of these small players are going to go get kicked out, which is going to be good for the brands who are stable and who have built a brand and who are focused on developing an omni-channel presence. But don't worry if you're a new brand, you can follow a more brand-oriented strategy and a more omni-channel-oriented strategy to come at the same level. But now you have 
a lot of those players out of the competition who were just building businesses off of a click funnel. So don't rely on click funnels anymore. Number five, go broader on your conversion ads. Now, if, if you still need to do conversion ads, and I know a lot of brands need to do conversion ads, the better way of doing conversion ads with Facebook or Instagram ads specifically is to go broader. Now, a lot of those interest data and list data is no longer very accurate after the iOS tracking. The broader you go, the better you have a probability of finding a fit between your audience and your product. Number six, switch focus to on-platform ads. Now, I always say that Facebook has two types of ads, on-platform ads and off-platform ads. And on-platform ads are anything that keep people on Facebook. And then off-platform ads are like click ads, which take people off Facebook, outside of Facebook. You always see that on-platform ads are also gonna be cheaper because Facebook, just like you, your website, your business, wants people to be on the website to spend, to increase the time on site, to increase the number of pages per session, to increase the session duration. And all of those goals, just like you have for your business, Facebook also has for their platform. And hence, on-platform ads, one is definitely gonna be cheaper than off-platform ads in most cases. Secondly, because of the tracking issue, you know, the data that is outside of Facebook may not be accurate, but guess what's accurate, right? The data on Facebook, that's accurate. So what you can do is, for example, you can run an engagement ad, an engagement video ad on Facebook and use the data of the video watchers, let's say people who've watched 60% of the video, and use that data to create retargeting lists rather than using the pixel data, which is outside of Facebook, which would be heavily impacted by the iOS tracking updates. Now, this is not just one update and you know that you can just hack your way around. It's just, it represents a transformation that's happening in the industry. So you need to get ready for the transformation and not just work your way around one update. So you need to think of transitioning your ads to more on-platform oriented ads. Similarly, if you were taking people to a landing page, getting the funnel, getting the pixel data using that, you'd rather now do Facebook lead ads, which is an alternative of landing page ads, but now it's on platform. So that's the kind of transition that you need to think about. Number seven, reduce dependency on third party data. Now I am surprised, I don't know if you are, how many marketeers are not getting ready for this. In 2023, Google Chrome is gonna terminate the third party cookies, which is basically how you get all of your pixel and retargeting and all of the data points essentially with the users. So you, these are public third party databases that you are essentially using uh, for your acquisition funnels. And most of your businesses are built on this data source. So imagine this, in this year, pick any month, any month that you like and disable all your third party cookies for that month and see how well your business does. That's one experiment to think about. If your business does the same that it was doing, which I am doubtful, but I hope that if that happens, it's great for you. If not, then you need to really get serious about this and make sure that you're ready for the time when there will be no third party cookies, there will be no third party data for you. So what should you do? You should acquire more zero party data, right? So number seven, acquire more zero party data and reduce dependency on third party data. What is zero party data? All the data that you can get from opt-ins with email signups, with surveys, with polls. So this is data that the, you are uh, getting from the users and um, as a brand um, and you are getting it um, 
proactively, not passively. If you're getting it passively, it becomes first-party data. So we are here talking about acquiring more zero-party data, which brings me to point eight, which is email marketing is going to be even more important. This is where you have a direct connection with your users. So you need to get innovative with email marketing. And one thing you need to do is forget about open rates. Open rates are not your go-to metric anymore with email marketing. All your split tests that you are doing for open rates may not be accurate anymore. Um, again, with the tracking issue, and it's going to get more and more like that. What you should focus on is the conversions that is happening from your emails. And secondary metric, I would also say, is the click-throughs that can happen from your email. Number nine, use personalization in your emails. So this was a point in my book two, three years ago. I've been um, writing about this. But now if you're not using personalized emails, then you're definitely missing out. Now it's a mandate. Now you have to do personalization in emails. Next point, number 10, use AI to implement email flows. So if you've been just running campaigns from time to time, you are missing out on following the user on the customer journey because you need to know what point in the user journey the, the person is. And hence, AI helps a lot. So you can do automated flows. For example, with e-commerce, there are a number of flows that you can do. And I see most brands only leveraging the welcome and the abundant cart flows. But go beyond that and stretch out and see all the ways that you can implement a more you know, AI-oriented, personalized uh, to the customer journey experience for the users. Also, keep your email flow slightly longer. That's going to be more valuable this year uh, than it has been in the past. You want to keep the person in the funnel for a longer period of time. Number 11, create all forms of video. Now, video has been the most important content type in the current marketing ecosystem. But now it's about creating all forms of video. If you are a B2B business and you were shying away from short form or reels, now is the time to get on it. Uh, so create live video, create short form video, create reels, create long form video. You can go on TikTok as a B2B business today and still get results. So that's the situation that we are in the ecosystem with regards to video. Which gets me to the next point, point number 12, get on live shopping, especially if you're an e-commerce business and you haven't leveraged live shopping. It's just becoming bigger and bigger. The industry is growing. It was just sort of a Chinese thing in the past and now all of the markets are adopting it. Go on live shopping. So you can do live shopping in three ways. You can have a plugin on your e-commerce store, whether you're Shopify or WooCommerce, doesn't matter. Get those plugins, experiment with a few live events, or you can go live on marketplaces. So there are live platforms that you can go live. And then the third way of going live is, of course, social channels. So you can go on Instagram and actually have create live shopping experiences for your customers. If you've not done it yet, this is the year to do it. Next point, number 13, after video comes audio. Specifically, if you're B2B, start your own podcast or get onto other people's podcasts. I've been guilty of this, trying to start my podcast in the last two years, haven't been consistent, but this is the year that I'm finally going to be focusing on the podcast and making sure I get episodes out uh, every week on my podcast. Next, number 14, share more insightful content on LinkedIn. Now, LinkedIn has been picking up and people are getting on it, but I'm just amazed at how irrelevant the content people are posting on LinkedIn. So share more insightful content. Now, two things that you can immediately do. Number 15 is ditch your automated LinkedIn pods. This is the worst thing that I see on people's profiles. I have been guilty of it myself. I even installed the Lempod extension once on my Chrome and that was just a useless experience for me. 
I got a lot of comments. Most of them was, were bots. There was no real value in the content that, I, that was coming to my post from these comments. It was just vanity. It was just vanity all the way. And I think I kept it for two or three days and I immediately got rid of it. Um, but if you've been happy about the engagement that you've been getting from the bots, um, it's time to think about it again. This is the time to ditch your automated pods. Get rid of your bot comments if possible. Just go back and clean your profile up. If you don't clean this mess up, LinkedIn is going to do it for you. Next, number 16, expand your influencer database. Now, I have been talking about influencer marketing over the last three years. I've recently created a course on influencer marketing. But if you haven't built your database yet, this is the time to build your database and expand your database if you already have an influencer marketing database. Number 17, convert influencers to ambassadors. So if you have a good relationship with an influencer, let's say you partner with an influencer, and you know a lot of people use their coupon code you got a lot of sales or you got a lot of relevant engagement based on the true reach that you were expecting from the influencer in all of those cases this is the time to re-engage your influencers when you re-engage your influencers and you still continue to see those kinds of results it's time to get into a conversation with an influencer to onboard them as an ambassador it's time to upgrade your influencers so that's number 17 next let's move to number 18 again in the realm of influence marketing start running white listing campaigns with influencers and white listing campaigns are going to help you diversify your channels due to the ad algorithms needing to be more broad you also need to reach out to the audiences of your influencers and white listing campaigns are the best way to do that so once you have influencers who've turned to ambassadors you can onboard them uh, as whitelisting partners for your campaigns. Number 19, leverage more word of mouth. So go beyond influencers. You should also look at advocates, affiliates, ambassadors, and influencers, like I said. So expand and leverage word of mouth. This is becoming even more important because cold acquisition funnels are slowly, um, you know, the performance is slowly coming down. So you need to increase what's fundamental. You need to improve what's fundamental. You need to improve referral campaigns. You need to improve your word of mouth. That's number 19. Let's move to number 20. And a lot of excitement around this. Learn about Web 3.0. Now, the reason why I say learn about Web 3.0 and how I learn anything in marketing is by doing small marketing experiments. And I don't mean read a book about Web 3.0. I mean, do some small marketing experiments about Web 3.0. I'm not as aggressive as a few marketeers are or as a few entrepreneurs are that you should immediately uh, mint an NFT or you know trade an NFT or immediately start trading cryptocurrency. You can keep some investments in cryptocurrency. All of that is fine. But this has nothing to do with really the long-term consequence of Web 3.0 because Web 3.0 is going to be your playing field as a marketer for the next many years to come. And don't worry about the short-term trend or the short-term uh, you know, peak that you missed on a trade or an investment. That's a different game altogether. It's almost like saying, if I'm a digital marketer and I haven't invested you know, in the past 10 years in the S&P 500, then I'm not a good marketer. That's not, so don't mix those two concepts. Um, you know, that's all one leveraging the peak and first movers and all of that. But this is more long-term. Web 3.0 is not a short-term swing. It's going to be there. It's the next, it's your playing field, like I said, for the next few years. So if you don't start learning about it now, how are you going to execute on it? for the next few years. When social came, you had to learn about social. When mobile became key, you had to learn about mobile. So you had to learn about all of those things. 
and those who got into it first of course had a long uh, term advantage being the first movers in that field so start running small experiments right away i'm not saying you're going to miss out on everything if you don't execute web 3.0 marketing in the next six months you have to play with it for the next many years to come so go in from that mindset number 21 experiment with a lot of new ad channels now it's time to actually diversify your ad channels a lot there was a lot of dependency on facebook and google ads google ads have been impacted to some extent but not that much but slowly all of these ad platforms are going to move to a place where you will have less and less control on the ad platforms for example the performance max campaigns that google has is basically a way to say that all right you don't have to do much we are going to take care of most of the things and make you just enough money so that you keep running ads on Google. That's the honest truth. But the advantages of all of these ways is that you can now go and actually just think of this as a portfolio of marketing channels and say, okay, I'm going to put money into these algorithms and then they're going to take care of it for me. So there's going to be less dependencies on, you know, tightening every nut and bolt on the ad campaigns because a lot of things will be taken care of by the algorithms and that's more about the future of digital marketing and performance marketing in general. So go ahead and try the performance max campaigns, try whitelisting campaigns, try Pinterest ads, try TikTok ads, try Snapchat ads, try Reddit ads and Quora ads. Uh, so some of them for B2B, some of them for B2C, but check all of them out, build a more omni-channel presence. And that's the final one, number 22, focus all your energy on becoming an omni-channel business or an omni-channel brand, reduce your dependency on a single channel. And that's gonna solve a lot of these problems that people are talking about, rather than finding the right tool to track what's wrong with iOS tracking, fixing some, using some hacks to fix your Facebook ad campaigns. That's, that all might work in the short term, but this is really what you need to focus on this year to have an omni-channel business. So that's number 22, and those are 22 additional marketing strategies that I want to leave you with, and go ahead and try this out for your brand or business. Thank you so much for watching.